I see Xander already. That's good. That's promising. Yeah. Oh, and you can hear me too. Is it all gonna work the first try? Oh, that's unheard <laughs> of. I, I don't know if I can accept this. This is we we aren't real leftists. This isn't this can't <laughs> be. Alright, I'm going to be uh kind of moving uh everyone around to fit everybody inside all the squares on screen. So I think it would be a wondrously good time for a handful of y'all to do introductions. Um, and why don't we start uh, in the top left corner? Oh, actually, I don't know what the arrangement is. I mean, start starting with any, whatever order y'all want. And I'll just ignore me while I just move uh, windows around on, on the stream. By the way, you're, you're all live, just, just so everybody knows. You want to go first, Jazz? Oh, okay, sure. Sorry, yeah, we're going now. <laughs> cool. Hey, everybody, I'm Jazz, like the music. Um, yeah, I organize with New Leaf um, in like a few different roles, but I guess primarily like in a facilitation role. And I've been around and involved since I guess um, August 2020, I think. Yeah, thanks for having us. My pleasure. CC. Yeah. Hi, my name is Caitlin Crusoe, but I go by CC. I use they and she pronouns. When you talk about me later, you could say, damn, they were so cute, or she was so damn smart. Mm -hmm. um, I have been organizing with New Leaf since last year when I moved back to Vegas, but I have had serious love for New Leaf since their inception. I was living in D.C. at the time, but was sending all my love and support from afar, and I'm really, really grateful to be here with y'all today. And I, too, work in a similar role as to Jazz in terms of facilitation. And, uh, support in that sense. Okay, I think Joey, that means it's your turn. Okay, cool. Up, <laughs> everybody. I'm Joey. I hope you can hear me all right. Um, cool. Uh, yeah, I've been organizing with New Leaf uh, since its inception. Um, one of the co-founders, along with uh, Robert Majors, good comrade of ours. Um, yeah, I started with Food Not Bombs Las Vegas, and after organizing with them for years. Uh, wanted to do more, so we resource researched some options, housing options, and like the most doable thing I could come across was Conestoga huts. So did like a birthday fundraiser um, to come up with funds for the first Conestoga hut that we built. Shared on my social media and got a lot of support, and funds started to come in. So week after week, we started building more and more. And uh, yeah, it's just grown from there into this beautiful, beautiful thing um, organized by a bunch of leftists and anarchists and dirty commies. And it's it's been beautiful. And yeah, thanks for having us on here. The representative of the dirty commies uh, approves <laughs> the <laughs> usage. <laughs> uh, Xander, I think you're up. I think so. I'm I'm not on the thing though, am I? I'm I'm working on it right now. I'm people, yeah, it's, I'm it's, diligently yeah. <laughs> trying to add everybody as quickly as can. <laughs> people aren't people aren't gonna know it's me. Just <laughs> um I'm uh, I'm Xander Corvus. I'm a sex worker and uh, a porn performer. I uh, do fundraising and like I said, uh, I'm I'm the uh, I'm the guy who knows the guy for New Leaf and for for uh, <laughs> um for uh, Wade Vegas as well. So I do a lot of like fundraising and networking stuff and like bringing people together, like, like what's going on today. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> that's basically the things I do. And I, I, uh, 
support. He feeds us a lot too. <laughs> what, what happened? I said he feeds us a lot too. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I, I'm the, I'm the quartermaster as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, does someone want to give a quick rundown of both New Leaf and Suede and what they do? Uh, sure, I'll do I'll do Suede real quick. Um, Suede is a sex worker organized and run um, mutual aid fund for sex workers. Uh, we give financial grants, contraceptives. Now we're doing fentanyl test strips, drink test kits for people who do like on site jobs. Um, we do all kinds of cool stuff. Jazz has actually been helping a shit ton with that too. Um, uh, and uh, uh, we're actually getting uh, Caitlin involved in some, uh, some stuff with uh, the uh, abortion access and all that kind of cool stuff. So it's, it's, it's sick, man. And yeah, Joey supports us as well. We all, like, we're all, we're all, we're, we enter, we, we co-mingle, I guess. Um, but yeah, Suede is now officially a 501c3. So those donos are now tax deductible, which we can provide you with receipts and stuff for, uh, which is pretty sick. Uh, we're actually, I'm working on now, Summer Hart and I are working on getting um, Tiltify to allow us to be on Twitch for uh, a direct like fundraising button. But yeah, so we, we've given over $100,000 in grants to people who needed help. Um, yeah, we've done a lot this way. Uh, so then, yeah, y'all go ahead and do a uh, new leaf. Joey, do you want to? Yeah, yeah, shout out Suede. Y'all doing amazing work. Um, Just every, all the resources y'all provide. Um, It's so necessary out here. And uh, yeah, shout out Summer and and the other sex workers that are with Suede because y'all are our major donors for New Leaf. You know, what we do and what we've been able to accomplish wouldn't have been possible without the sex worker community out here in Vegas. Um, but yeah, New Leaf Building Community is just a loose-knit collective of anarchists and leftists and other like-minded folks um, that recognize the need in the community um, and did our best to, to meet that need, which is uh, housing for our houseless community out here. Um, and we build tiny homes, uh, more specifically their Conestoga huts, so they look like almost like a covered wagon type design. Um, And we've built over 30 tiny homes, which unfortunately have in two separate raids uh, all been destroyed by the state, except for two that we have at um, the care complex, which is located in the corridor of hope here in Vegas, which is kind of like, I don't know, think like Vegas's skid row. Um, and then we have three of them, which we attach to trailers um, in an attempt to, like, not get them destroyed. Uh, so, yeah, we've um, been doing this since the beginning of the pandemic, and it's been in direct response to COVID. Um, we started during the shutdown when they're telling everybody to, you know, stay home and almost like shelter in place, you know. And, and so we were trying to help folks living on the streets to do the same. Uh, so we started building tiny homes at an encampment of like 150 plus people. And we helped them uh, grow their community there by 28 tiny homes. Um, and we're successful in fending off like three different raids where they tried to destroy 
the tiny homes. Um, and then during the holidays, um, over a year ago now, they, uh, came unannounced in like a pre-dawn raid and, um, destroyed all 28 of those tiny homes. Um, yeah, long story short, we, uh, ended up buying private property and started building on a piece of land that we were able to purchase. And, uh, we had four tiny homes on there sheltering four people. And, um, it's the same four residents that had, uh, previously been housed, um, at the encampment. Uh, and just recently, how long has it been? Like a month now? Uh, just like a month ago, they destroyed everything that we had spent the last, I don't know, maybe six months building. Um, it was a beautiful community, um, with a waste led design, like fully self-sustainable, um, trying and to we only just got the folks on on there living there for like two weeks right like we spent months preparing the land but only i mean how, how long was it that we were able to actually have folks living there yeah came? not not even a month before i mean as soon as the first structure went up um we started getting visits by code enforcement and then um they deemed the structures unsafe which is bullshit because the same structures are used in tiny home communities all over the U.S. Um, and then they actually hit us with uh, 18 misdemeanor charges. So it's actually a criminal offense in Las Vegas to build tiny homes to house the homeless on your own property. It's crazy. That's uh, unbelievably fucked up. If I could be so bold yeah. and I'm just scrolling through it right now. So what is like outside of just, you know, unparalleled human cruelty, what's the justification for any of this? Like, did they try to say that you weren't doing these to code? Cause it looks like I'm just looking at the picture right now. I've got it on screen. So I'll, I'll turn it on and off. Uh, I just want to block any of your beautiful faces, but um, these homes here, they look uh, like you're using, I, I'm assuming some kind of uh, a technique that makes them uh, able to be produced at uh, a low low investment i mean the the st the style and the materials and everything yeah they cost about like six hundred dollars to make each a piece and they're also like radical in the sense that it doesn't require a lot of building experience to to create like just any volunteer can can come through and participate in building a hut without like lots of knowledge or know-how so why I mean, I, I don't. I don't have another another way of putting it. But why the fuck would they do that? This seems like, like this is solving a problem. If people are saying like, oh, there's too many homeless people on the streets, we got to get rid of them somehow. And you're like, well, yeah, we've we've kind of solved that for you. We're housing them. Then why go through the trouble of destroying the homes? Um, uh, for because police need to keep their budgets high. There you go. So they need to they need to roll out the. Uh, all they, they bring all their all their bulldozers and shit so that next year when they put their budget in, they can be like, oh, we had to spend this much on this and this much on this, so you need more money. That's my reasoning. <laughs> that's what I that's what I, I feel like is going on. Yeah, it's, I mean that's definitely a part of it. Um when they did the raid on the encampment, uh it was the end of the year. So it's like, yeah, if you that budget, if you don't use it, you lose it, right? So I mean they had to have spent at least six figures in that demolition alone. Like imagine what we could accomplish if they'd have just handed over that money to us. Um, but as far as the, on private property, they, um, yeah, it's basically code stuff. 
it was code enforcement saying that the structures are unsafe and not up to code. So it's like subpar makeshift structures, they called it. But um, they're perfectly safe. They had a, you know, um, smoke alarm and fire extinguishers. And what's what's safer, you know, like or, or what's what's more unsafe living in a, a tiny home that we built for folks or living on the streets? You know, uh, is unbelievable. I don't know. I don't know how they justify it in there. But I know the mayor in North Las Vegas is like this piece of shit, pro-life, pro-Trump, fucking right-wing nut job, who's running for governor now, which is great. But um, and I think another compelling point with this too is sort of just that like the zoning actually doesn't exist for what what we're doing, um, and so because of that, yeah, like they use these outdated codes or laws or whatever to say like this isn't up to code. It's just, I mean, it, yeah, when it comes down to it, there is no justification. Like, we can talk about what they say. <laughs> but I don't even want to give too much airtime on that because... Well, like, I was, I was going to mention, of, just looking at your, your website, it seems like you've gotten a story on local Fox, right? It says local nonprofits are joining together to build tiny homes. I'm assuming, and correct me if I'm wrong, that there would have been some kind of broad support for a program like this, right? Like, even if you are the most inhumane, cruel kind of, I don't know, I just want to enjoy human suffering because that's what gets me off kind of person. Like, it, it's solving a problem that it seems like the city and broader society aren't ready to tackle. And, and so... If even Fox Five can be like, well, look at what they're doing. This seems to be a good program. Uh, how like does it have public support? Is this is are, is this something broadly speaking that people want? Yes, we do. Thank you for asking about that. And if the folks watching want to tap in soon, I think we're going to have uh, an opportunity for them to contribute their support. Um, like live coming up. Like if you want to just fill out a little Google form to like to really we we want to get that tangible mm -hmm. but um yeah we have a lot of public support there, it was more than fox 5 we have like plenty of media stories of folks who are like wow because it it is they're just like oh wow that's a solution like they're offering a meaningful tangible accessible solution so yes we did have a lot of support i don't know if anybody else yeah. to answer on that but especially once we got private property so there was like people when the encampment got destroyed that was like oh well you didn't own the land I mean, first of all, it was on a public right away. Um, so I don't know how it can be a public right away and also be private property. Like, how can you be trespassed from being in public? But anyways, um, so there were some people that didn't support what we were doing because they're like, oh, well, you did it on government land and you didn't get permission. Well, then we got private property and did it and they still bulldozed it unannounced. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I know why they destroyed it. You can say it's because of codes, but. It's because of the like the radical nature of the work that we do, like mutual aid, direct action, grassroots led organizations like ours is a threat to the establishment. It is subversive in nature. And um, if we are collectively helping one another and coming up with solutions outside of government, that is a threat to them because they don't want to see us grow. So every time that a project like ours gets too big they're gonna stamp it out because if we're allowed to grow and flourish imagine we did that in just a few months you know like imagine if we're just allowed to grow unfettered for years what it would look like eventually people are going to look around and be like what the fuck we don't need government why are they taking all this these taxes from us when i could be 
giving to these people or showing up to help them. You yeah. know what I mean? So I, that's the more, that's the issue for them is they don't want to see a bunch of anarchists coming up with solutions. They need to stop it. How far back did this set uh, you back? Like, is it something where you haven't been able to start rebuilding since, or has it been a situation where you've just had to diversify your tactics? Like I know you mentioned, you said you were, um, you were buying the property now. I mean, we already bought the property. The most recent destruction that happened to us was on property that we owned, private property that we owned, if you you know believe in that sort of thing. Um, oh, now, no way. Okay, sorry, I, I misunderstood that. I, I, sorry, I thought you were you were building that on an area that was kind of like undetermined, but that was Initially, on your own property. Initially, we were, yeah. So yeah. just one more time to clarify for context. Yeah. Like, the first go that we went, we were guerrilla building on government-owned public property. When we were demolished that first time at the first raid a lot of what the folks said at that time in, in the public was well you know why are you building in a legal place that's not your property you can't just build anywhere whatever so after that with the support of sex workers in the community we got the funds to buy our own private property right so okay if we can't build on private on public property we're going to build on our own land so we're on our own land and even still the police Raided us, demolished our all of our work on all of our huts and, and shelter, and um, that's the distinction. I can't remember the original point I was getting to, but yeah, to clarify with context, that was the timeline. Oh, no, your question was about, like, how rebuilding is going. Yeah, it's absolutely set us the fuck back. They, uh, Our fines are so high, they're, like, they're trying to fine us, like, $12,000 in violations and citations that we, we're just trying to keep the property before they try to uh, take it from us at this point. That's horrible. And then in terms of diversifying our tactics, like we are the comeback kids all the way. Like we are going to come back, whether or not we're building on the property doesn't matter. We are already diversifying and figuring out how to create bike cuts that can actually be pulled by bikes. Our amazing comrade came up with an amazing design that really has a lot of potential for mobility and safety and security for folk who are houseless. Uh, and we're already piloting that in the community. We've already gotten one out there on the streets and we're set up to build another. So, you know, basically the same week that this all happened, we had already bounced back with a new idea that hopefully will keep us less out of the uh, hands of the police and the state. So are the bag cuts specifically being designed because they wouldn't fall under like housing restrictions and codes? Yeah, partially. And I think the biggest part is the mobility aspect, that mm-hmm. when somebody is told they're going to be swept, that they have the ability to pick up and take it with them oh, and move smart. to the next location so that hopefully they can actually avoid some of these interactions with police um, because of that gained mobility. And we're even trying to figure out ways we might be able to attach them to mobility scooters for those who might not otherwise be able to bike and pull a hut that you know is heavy and otherwise uh, inhibitive. So, yeah, really the mobility aspect is a huge component. And, yeah, that it wouldn't fall under code. Uh, it wouldn't be considered a housing structure. That's awesome. For people who don't know, because, like, obviously I've only ever been to Vegas for, like, stags and parties for, for people who might not live there. What's the what's the scene in Vegas like for uh, them dealing with the housing uh, crisis or the homeless problem outside of acts uh, or organizations like your own? It's fucking despicable. Um, just so like everywhere the, else, the government. <laughs> what was that? I was like, so like everywhere else, you mean? <laughs> like every other yeah. major city in Canada than the U.S. <laughs> yeah, 
it's bad. I mean, they they recently we protested it and and everything, but they recently passed a law make criminalizing houselessness. Like you can't sit, sleep, lie down, rest, or camp in the city of Las Vegas. It's punishable by six months in jail and a thousand dollar fine. Like I don't even have a thousand bucks, bro. Like the fuck. Um, and then they don't, their, their solution is like, we'll go to a shelter and it's like the shelters fill up every single night. So you can wait in line for hours and then just to get turned away. Um, and then there's all kinds of barriers. There's only one, um, low barrier shelter. They call it. It's not a shelter though. It's, it's open air. It's just a bunch of gym mats on the fucking floor surrounded by like barbed wire. Um, so like, yeah, what we're creating does fill a need and does fill a gap in services out here. Um, I've talked to people employed by the state, like agents of the state, that that's their job is homeless outreach. And they acknowledge like the value in what we do, but they're just doing their job. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's unfortunate, uh, that we receive so much pushback by the state, um, to the point where like they like monitor our social media like the the first time code enforcement came was when we were public on our social media about where the property was so the volunteers could show up and then the next day that build the head of code enforcement was like oh i was just driving around and saw you guys saw this fence here uh what are you guys building you know like it's it's crazy the amount of harassment that our project receives but it's even worse for folks living on the streets. Like it's to the point where they're having to move four or five times. They're getting swept or, or pushed from wherever they're staying at four or five times a day. It's, it really is insanity. And it's just this constant game of like shuffleboard, just move them around and really don't want to provide any help or services for anyone. Cause they've got this mentality at like, if you build it, they will come like they're afraid, like, oh, if we help people, word's going to get out that we help people. And then all these people that need help are going to come and then we're going to have to help them. It's uh, like they literally said that part. Like there was like, who was it that said that to you, Joey? Like that he's not just making up that last part. Like literally they said, <laughs> well, if we if we are too nice to them, then, then, to them, then more of them will come. That doesn't surprise yeah. me. I've, I've heard that before, like that kind of rhetoric where it's basically like, well, I mean, what if you house homeless people, then what are we just giving them free gifts? You'll just create more people who want to be uh, homeless so they get free homes or something like that. And it's like it's I, I think y'all are doing an incredible job of trying to solve a problem that clearly, you know, the crisis of capitalism is not solving on its own. But it's like. To me, it, it, the the part of the story that blows my mind so much is that this seems like something that most people, even if they were like, well, you know, I, I may not agree with their tactics or they're all a bunch of anarchists or something like that. But at the end of the day, they're doing a good thing, right? Like I, I can at least agree. And so I'm just going to like, I'm going to take a step back. I'm just not going to legislate against it. I'm just going to out of sight, out of mind kind of idea. And we'll just let them do their thing. They can build houses for the homeless or whatever. And we'll like sweep, you know, we won't think about it. And yet they're going through the lengths of going onto your own private property now and destroying these things, which, you know, it, 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 I, I don't have words like that. That is just so unbelievably cruel on top of everything else. Yeah. I mean, I, I know there's people out there that, love what we do but at the same time maybe they don't want necessarily their tax dollars going towards a free handout to help you know somebody on the streets 
But like, we're not asking for that. We're not asking for land. We're not asking for money. We're just literally like you're saying, like, get the fuck out of the way is all we're asking. Like, let us do, let us help people. Can we please, if it pleases the crown, may we help <laughs> one another? No, uh, criminal offense. Okay, cool. Was, can, was this story true? Because I saw the story over here in Canada that apparently at one point during the pandemic, they were doing this thing with a parking lot where they were saying because of social oh, distancing, they wanted homeless people to just sleep on this parking lot street, but they had painted or they were using the lines as like the social distancing. Was that real? Oh, yeah, yeah, I was going to bring that up when you were asking about how they treat folks out here. I was like, do y'all remember that viral video like that made Vegas famous about just, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just put folks literally in a parking lot in parking spaces. That'll work. Yeah. Yeah, it's just that is that I remember when I first moved out here was when I think was when that happened. That kind of, I remember us kind of briefly talking about that at one of the builds, too. And I was just like, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, I really like just, just that that could pass. Oh no, I was just that. saying just that no no just that like just that like any person, any sane human being, or just like I, I just did somebody could come up with that and be like, yeah, there's a solution. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, how, <laughs> why do you have a job? Like, I really want for someone. I don't know if anybody watching wants to take on this uh, homework assignment, but I really would like for like one day there to be a video of those things side by side. You know, like I, I want for someone to match together the news reporting of them of the city of Las Vegas, the government of Las Vegas, using a parking lot and parking lot spaces for people to sleep in when the COVID crisis hit. Next to what we do. <laughs> Right, like side by side. So here's the solution, and then here's what the fuck they did anyway. Like, it, thank you for bringing that up, Lance, because it really like the 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 irony, the contradiction, like the the contrast. It's so yeah, it's really key. It's it's kind of like like a like a fucking child at the beach, right? Like, say you build a sandcastle, and your sandcastle's better than their sandcastle, so they come over and destroy it, you know, and be like, oh look, see, I make the best sandcastles. Like, except that's it what makes it makes people homeless. <laughs> yeah, and it just goes to show like how much they've dehumanized this community and how little they uh, really want this community to have control over their own bodies. And they want to be able to surveil these folks. They want to be able to police them. They want to have them crawled in one area where they can keep them tucked out of sight, out of mind from the general public, specifically from tourists and the people who drive the economy here in Vegas. And, you know, where to in your face, like we believe that houseless folks have the right to dignity, that they have the right to accessible and safe and beautiful, really fulfilling housing and communities. Uh, and the city can't get down with that. They hate houseless people through and through. And it shows in every action that they take that the true dehumanization of, of the houseless in Vegas is egregious. So I don't know if this is uh, going to be like a one-to-one -one parallel, but like working a little bit in the scene here in Vancouver where we have things like the downtown east side that's got an unbelievable uh, drug problem. The opioid problem is, is like phenomenally horrific over here. Um, I'm curious if this is having similar effects to when we had housing programs that were initiated here. It started to show demonstrable reductions in the amount of things like uh, overdoses because people had access to uh, things like an naloxone and uh, Narcan kit 
rates, uh, as well as things like a reduction in crime uh, because people weren't trying to uh, steal to get uh, food and or to find housing in general. Uh, have you experienced anything like that or maybe a betterment of uh, the, the community as a result of building these homes? Um, yeah, I mean, not just us um, in particular, but it's been proven that a housing first model is like the only evidence-based um, proven thing to work is you at first you address the housing and then you meet their other needs. You know, once you get them into a house, then you can start addressing any mental health issues that may exist, um, whether it be addiction or um, undiagnosed, untreated mental health issues, um, whatever their needs may be. But first and foremost, what needs to be addressed is housing. So that's why it's so important to us. That's why that's where we start. Um, but I mean, Suede and, and New Leaf, uh, we, we also do harm reduction programs. We have Narcan and, um, you know, clean needles and, and all of that. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it absolutely helps people. You know, we were trying to empower the residents there by embracing their passions. Um, you know, uh, one of the residents, uh, her name's Angela was a, an artist and she was making paintings that we were going to help her sell. Um, her partner and another resident there were really good at fixing bikes. So we linked with this nonprofit that fixes up donated bikes and gives them away to people on the streets. And they were going to fix up bikes and create like a business out of it and have income. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Um, it does. We were doing more than just, sheltering folks you know and we were in the process of growing that community because they wanted to have 10 total tiny homes on the property um so yeah just that sense of community that peace of mind of having like a door that locks so that you're not constantly worried about your stuff getting stolen or the police coming to sweep you and you ran to the store to get a drink and you come back and all your stuff's gone so it's like just the value of having a locked door somewhere where you can stay without, you know, well, or so we thought without having to worry about um, getting kicked out. Um, then you can start to do jump through all the hoops that it takes to get off the streets. You know, you can get your ID, you can get warrants quashed. If you have warrants for possession of a shopping cart or obstructing a sidewalk or trespass and whatever it may be, you can get your documents, you can start looking for a job, you have a mailing address, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so yeah, that's the, that's the first step is, is housing. Is there, um, is there anything y'all are doing, uh, in terms of, uh, your tactics to try and approach this outside of diversifying them, like building these mobile bikes instead, because they can't really come after you for building codes and stuff. Are, are you approaching this at all from either a media angle? Cause I know you've got a lot of press from Fox news or from a political angle, trying to push for, um, people to recognize what an essential service it is that you're doing. So, sorry, the question is like, what kind of strategies that we're taking to fight back, essentially? Yeah, like what, what's like, well, A, because I'm, I'm saying this because I'd like, if people are watching, I'm sure that a lot of people are probably getting infuriated and like, how can I help stuff, right? So like, how is, like, what what is the tactics going forward outside of building and diversifying uh, the way you're making these houses? Because the bikes, like you stated before, they won't fall under the same building codes and stuff like that. Um, but like, can people become more active outside of like, you know, maybe donating to your cause or helping or physically helping you build stuff? But are you also trying to approach it from a legislative uh, angle as well? I was curious about that. Do you, do you have any 
any friends in governments at all, or are they all just hardcore conservatives who <laughs> hate you? Like, I don't know. <laughs> government friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How do we want to answer that? I mean, I think that the first answer, honestly and truly, is that we're figuring it out right now. Like, if y'all could follow us and see what's next, like, you'll get, you know, you'll get that information shortly right now we're kind of just recouping <laughs> recouping and regrouping um yeah, fair. but yeah we're also gonna have we're planning on just like this was cc's idea so maybe actually you might want to speak more to it but we're planning on just compiling like um testimony of public support as an additional um you know piece of power that we can show up with in like situations where we are potentially negotiating with folks who are you know in the state, in the government, um, we have to think creatively. I mean, I, I don't, I don't have a super like um, you know succinct answer for this question, and maybe CC or, or Joey does have one. But like, we're we're um, we're regrouping. <laughs> we got to figure out what's next. I don't think we know for sure. Yeah, I think to what Jazz said, like really compiling community support, so that when we do get to these negotiations or these uh, decision-making tables, we have, you know, the power of the community behind us. Because like you said, like, you have to be a pretty shitty person to not fuck with what we're doing. Like, you just have to be really <laughs> True. shitty. So yeah. I think that we'll be able to garner quite a bit of community support, especially with your viewers uh, now also tuning in. But, you know, I think the city showed an incredible escalation of their own tactics. So we're gonna match that energy back. You know, we are going to continue to diversify our tactics we're going to continue to figure out ways to house people and serve the people in need. And we're also going to figure out ways to, you know, fight back because we're not, we're not going to stay down. We just, that's not in our nature. Yeah. We do have some action items. Like, of course, we're going to need um, donations to rebuild, but if that's not something that folks are able to do, I know times are tough for everybody right now. Um, and if you're not in Vegas to show up to actually physically help us rebuild, um, there's things as easy as making a phone call. So like Jazz said, follow us um, on Instagram. It's at New Leaf. Uh, what is it? At New Leaf Community, I believe. Yeah. Um, so follow us on there. There's um, some posts uh, with phone numbers that you can call because they did do us extremely dirty. They didn't allow us um, even due process. We have 30 days to appeal all the citations that they gave us, and they didn't even wait the 30 days to bulldoze everything. Um, and there's a lot, there's a live stream of, um, how they approach this situation. There was like a dozen cops with AR-15s. Um, but yeah, call, there's a phone number on there. Call, um, just voice your concerns, your disgust, um, and tell them to meet with us because we've been trying to hold a community meeting <clears throat> to hold people accountable and guillotine them. Just kidding. <laughs> in Roblox. In Roblox, everybody. He means in Roblox. For legal um, reasons, that was a joke. In, in, yeah. in the video game. In the video game, of course, yeah. Right, We're video. also making a video game. Okay, two quick things I just want to say. Someone in chat is saying, I used to be a draftsman, if you need any work, uh, volunteer. And also, someone is asking, have you had any lawyers uh, to try and sue the city? I know lawyers are expensive, but there's also some you know, pretty uh, based lawyers out there who just do pro bono work in order to fight for human rights. Uh, curious if you've had anything from that front, too. Yeah, um, so... We, okay, go ahead. All right, go for it. I talk too much. No, I, I, I just ADD, ADD'd out and forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> My bad. Um, when it comes back, to, 
Lawyers, we'll come back to it. Lawyers helping us? No, oh, I was going to cue yeah, you. Somebody, yeah, it was, somebody, you said something about lawyers helping us? Or... Yeah. Oh, yes. So we okay. do have a friend. Sorry if I just yelled. I apologize. <laughs> um, so, no, we do have a friend who, we have a friend who, um, well, okay, my, I have a sister who's an attorney um, who's going through some of those documents as well uh, that we got from the city uh, with, with some of her, her lawyer friends back in Ohio. Um, and we also have a, uh, we got very lucky with a friend of ours who used to, um, who used to work in a, uh, work for the police back in the day. And then she quit because ethics. And so, yeah, she's now helping us with a lot of like reading through documents and seeing what's actually legal, what actions like police are actually allowed to take and whatnot. So she's, you know, giving us a lot of guidance and stuff with that too. So we have some people who are helping um but obviously like if there's any if there's any surf surf lawyers out there who are watching who would, who would want to do some some pro bono awesome stuff there's there's security, a there's a lot info. of programmers and software engineers apparently because there's already like sharky saying yeah. if you need programmers or a software engineer for anything i can volunteer like 10 to 15 hours a week um i mean yeah. there's there's nothing more valuable than that online i'll say that um yeah. but no like all program a bot that just blows up their phones nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> um I'll 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 reach out to some other people. What I could what I could do myself is I can definitely make that video you were asking for, the one where you wanted the juxtaposition. That I can I can throw that together, oh, yes, no problem. Please, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll reach out to, to Xander if you can just like drop give me a Dropbox with all the footage. I can throw that together. That's, that. that'll, yeah, that'll be absolutely. Fun. You could you could use the uh, the uh, the curb your enthusiasm music. Why don't why don't I ask about uh, suede? Because we spent the whole time talking about New Leaf. Uh, let's talk about suede a little bit. Uh, can you uh, explain suede, uh, what it serves, and how it helps sex workers? Uh, well, uh, so uh, like I said, the people here are involved in suede as well. But uh, Summer Heart, uh, Cody Vore, Tegan Trex, me, uh, Queen Ava. We got a new person, Div. Um, I'm horribly ADHD, so I usually I forget things that are like right in front of me. So if I forgot anybody's name, I thought oh yeah, Red D um, is our our web designer and all that stuff. We have a, like a bunch of a, a great little team of people. We're now taking on volunteers to help um, to help do other actions and stuff that we we want to get done in our Discord. Um, uh, Suede, yeah, we're we're just an organization of. Uh, for sex worker mutual aid that's started by sex workers and is run by sex workers. Um, we also, one thing we, we like to point out to people when we're talking about helping us get donations and whatnot is we don't, we don't take any money from this. Like we just do it. Like, it's not like a, there's no, there's no financial benefit for us. So like the money that you give, if you were to give money to suede would go directly to a sex worker who needs, um, who needs that uh, funds to either pay their bills? Well, we don't actually give a shit what you use it for. <laughs> like, if you're a sex worker that needs work, I don't care what you spend the money on. You don't have to check in with us and be like, I don't know if we're cool with that. Like, just here's the money. Do what you need to do with it. Um, can Can you describe a little bit uh, what the organization does? I know I've had you and and Suede people on before, but there might be new viewers who have never uh, heard of Suede before and what services. Oh, right. Um, you mean the whole world doesn't already know what Suede is? <laughs> um, so, they should. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> So basically what, what we do is we're, we're an org that um, gives direct financial grants to sex workers in need. So 
um, you know, during the pandemic was when we started. And that was when obviously like all the escorts and strippers, especially, and like everybody just like, and, and porn performers like me, like all the fucking industries were done. Like that was fucking it. Like there were, there were no clubs, no strip clubs were open. No studios were shooting. None of that shit. And it, and it affected cam, uh, cam performers as well too, because everybody else lost their fucking jobs. So people aren't able to fork over, you know, buy as many clips and do everything else they were doing. For and I, I assume there's, there's well, like, there's so no they, unions or anything. Everyone, I, I mean, I guess. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's orgs, there's orgs, but there's definitely not a union. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there is one, there is one union and it's in um, Southern California for strippers. And that's pretty much the, oh, the shit. out of it. Yeah. That's, that's, strippers yeah, you, United. that's the one that you were referring to as being on strike right now. And, and no yeah. One. Okay. You're watching. Okay, the show. Yeah. I was going to bring that up. I didn't know if y'all knew, but obviously, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're linked up with them, but sorry, Xander, go, go right ahead. No, no, I, I'm, I'm, and also I'm, I'm speaking as like a, like a, a you know porn performer and cam person so like i obviously my my stripper knowledge is you're the one <laughs> yeah you you, 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 <laughs> you know a lot more about that <laughs> well that's kind of what's powerful about the organizing that we do out here right is that like there is a really intentional um move for all of us like sex workers from different industries like coalescing together and um, harnessing the power of that like solidarity like inter industry solidarity right. to like, uplift each other despite you know having different struggles that there's enough overlap that we all show up for each other and having you know, fun celebration or whatever that's awesome yeah and so what one of the things that suede uh does is so all those people who lost their jobs all those sex workers and from whatever part of sex work they're in which are all valid and awesome mm-hmm. um they, you know, they all lost their income. So we brought Suede together um, and people would just, their, their links, right? They'd be like, okay, here's my Twitter. This is where I post my links to my content or here's an ad where I'm working, doing escort work or whatever it is. Or you're like, hey, like I, used, I danced at this club until it shut down, whatever it is. Like you, you just confirm that you're a sex worker and you can ask us for whatever you need, like, Find it like a uh, for like a hundred to two hundred dollar financial grant to help you keep your lights on or feed your kids or whatever it was that you needed needed the money for. That's so amazing. Um, Could I so, add? Sorry, is that okay? One other yeah, thing yeah, go, yeah, yeah, go. Really elevate, and you you did already hit on this, but I think it's like another really important piece is that like it is really explicitly accessible. Like the like point from jump was always like really grounded in the idea that you shouldn't have to perform like trauma porn in order to like access help and support and so like the 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 barrier is really low like the bar for entry is really low in order for people to access the funding like you don't have to like fill out five pages of paperwork just describing Mm -hmm. all the ways that you've been like harmed or hurt or whatever like it's like what sander was saying like just you know abc okay We trust you. You are worthy of this help and support. Um, sort of undoing a little bit of that like charity model work. Yeah, there's no like means testing or anything. We're not like send us your fucking bank statements or tax returns. <laughs> you actually need help. Like none of that. And we also keep it pretty discreet as well. Like we don't like we're not like trying to like keep a, a log of everybody's personal information and so we don't do that shit. You know what I mean? So, but uh, basically, uh, now we've upgraded to doing a lot more stuff like. One of the cool things we do out here in Vegas is every couple months or so we have these clothing swaps 
where, you know, a bunch of people will bring different, you know, stripper heels to like, you know, outfits you would wear on stage to outfits we would wear camming or on set, blah, 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 stuff that you're not really going to use anymore. Um, or, you know, doesn't fit you or whatever it is. We had, we had one person who actually got, um, she got breast implants and none of her old shit fit. And she like brought her entire ass wardrobe to, uh, to one of those, to the clothing. You know how it is. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, I wouldn't sure. even think about I've that. Actually, I've, I've, I've put on. I've gotten a lot bigger, so I, I, none of my none of my t-shirts would fit anymore. Like so like yeah. yeah. <laughs> this so. is sustainable. Though. Clothing swaps are. If, if anyone listening thinks that that's cool, like the sex workers' clothing swaps, obviously are particularly special and unique or whatever. But the other mm. piece of that that's so dope is that they're sustainable, and they sort of start to undo a little bit of that like hyper consumerism that that we all are you know, just like a part of that culture or whatever. You don't have to like throw away your clothes or just donate them to the Goodwill or whatever. That's just going to end up being sent to a landfill. We can share and swap. And that's yeah, yeah. Great about it. Um, so yeah, we do that. Uh, we've also, we do wish list stuff for people for on Christmas and, and holidays and stuff like that. Like whatever holiday, Hanukkah. Like if you, you know, you can put a wish list together. If you're like, hey, I'm trying to get these presents for my kids or this is some stuff that I would need for the holidays, whatnot. We we do that stuff to celebrate holidays. Um, I also put a I put a joint wish list together. Uh, I can send you a link for that as well if you if you'd like. But it's um it's a shit ton of like supplies that we would need for different mutual aid things. Actually, here, let me grab it real quick, Lance, and I'll yeah, send yeah, it to you. Put if it you in. Show, I also well, while you're grabbing that center, I just wanted to ask another question because you were talking about how the pandemic obviously affected the sex work industry, right? Like shutting down uh, mm-hmm. strip clubs effectively and shutting down all like porn shoots and stuff like that. Um, was yeah. Was was there a big movement towards people trying to do OnlyFans? And also, I wanted to ask if there's like, is there oh, yeah. a, a movement that since the last time I talked to you has kind of evolved in people wanting to take kind of like you know the means of their own production, as in getting control over their own uh, uh, content? Uh, has has that like blossomed at all since the pandemic started? Because I know there's a lot of problems with OnlyFans. Like we've talked about that before. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the power dynamic certainly shifted quite a lot once people realized, you know, that they could make they could make their chunks of money at home without having to do whatever studios said. Mm-hmm. Uh, that definitely changed the power dynamic a lot from performer to to studio. Also, a lot with people like you know in in the pandemic discovering that like you know where a lot of Studios were like, hey, you have to look this certain way. You can't have a beard. You can't have purple fucking hair. You can't have a bush, you know, whatever. Like, all this kind of stuff. Like, people were making their own content at home, and just everybody loved it that was buying the content or signing up for these people's sites. Mm-hmm. So people kind of started realizing, like, fuck you. You can't tell me what to look like. You know what I mean? Like, for instance, me. Like, when I had that fucking Viking beard and shit. Like, I just <laughs> did that shit. And people loved it. And people, some people didn't like it, but... I'm a sad beard. I'm a sad beard. Yeah. This is the, like I remember the first time I showed up to a build without my beard, and Joey looked at me. I have never seen somebody look so heartbroken in their life. It was. It was. Joey looked at me like, "Why? We all know <laughs> <you're done. laughs> Who are you?" That's really funny. <laughs> but, but like, so you know, that was a really powerful thing I think for a lot of um, a lot of sex workers just realizing, "Hey, I can kind of be myself." And not have to fit into this like sex work mold that was there before. Um, that definitely changed. And people, you know, when people came back, when the studios came back, a lot of people were, you know, who once things started getting back in motion, were making really good money on OnlyFans or any of the clip stores or whatever it was. 
you know, who were getting undercut by studios before were like, dude, I make that much money making stupid clips at my house. Like, I don't like, I'm not going to let you undercut and underpay me now. So it definitely shifted that a bit, which was cool. Um, and you saw a lot of the, a lot of the stigma, I think not, not in, not holistically or whatever was raised, but like in a lot of ways, like a bunch of people who were like, Ooh, like I would never do that all of a sudden <laughs> and when everything's gone, they do. And now it's not that big of a deal anymore. Yeah, so that's like, true. Okay, actually, I, I have noticed that quite a bit. Interesting shift. Yeah, yeah, right. It, it feels like it's been Sorry. a lot more normalized. I had yeah, actually, um, but- I, I, this is a total side note. I had a friend who's a complete normie in every single way. Like you know, they would just be like a liberal voter, or whatever. They were asking me the other day. They were like, "Do you think it's weird if I just wanted to sell feet pics?" And I was like, no. And they're like, but I like, and they're like, I don't want to ever like be known for doing this. And like, I don't want to tell anybody, but I kind of just want to sell feet pics. And uh, I, I wonder, like, is, is that a strange thing? I was like, no, not at all. But I was like, what the hell? This is not a conversation I ever foresaw having with you in my life, ever. This is really weird. For the model? Yeah. It's, it's wild. And I think, I think it's like as a broader, like, I don't know. As a broader like sexual acceptance and like not I don't want to say like sexual revolution, but like as as a broader thing where people like especially with our my generation and the generations after, like I feel like a lot of that stigma is starting to go away and hopefully it continues on that path. I mean we'll see with the new fucking the new crazy shit the government's up to now here in America, but the yeah, it's <laughs> Oh, I actually can I ask you about that? Like uh does that impact your activism at all? Because you do also work a little bit with um uh in suede in, in that field, right? Did like This is you... this would be great for, for jazz and, and CC to, to yeah, spit on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean uh, here I can like lead you in, CC. I don't know, maybe you could do it Clean like that. Like yeah, so I mean I I don't know if we can uh, go super public with everything that's shifting with suede in response to the, you know, like hostility, further hostility from the state. But yeah, absolutely. Suede's mutual aid for sex workers and sometimes sex workers need abortions. And um, I don't know, Cece, maybe you can talk about some of the ways that, because um, Cece like uh, does, primarily does a lot of um, abortion access work. I mean, I uh, know, it, if you want, I, if you want as a cis male, I can, I can, and Paul, please chat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think so. Yeah. I love abortion or I love to call it a bobo. Um, and my world has been rocked in the last week. So, um, you know, I have to rep my Bobo love here too. But basically, uh, a lot of the work that I'm doing in my space is making sure that people know how they can access abortion pills online through online pharmacies internationally without any kind of doctor involvement, without any kind of state involvement. Like there are ways to get these pills extra legally and you can self-manage your abortion at home safely and discreetly. And this will still be accessible post row. It's just up to each individual how much risk they're willing to assume. And that's what we're doing a lot of, you know, work around is educating people on their legal risks, on the risk of criminalization, which is greater for people of color and undocumented folk and, you know, sex workers, et cetera. But, you know, it's all about just getting the word out that you can, in fact, buy abortion pills online by mail from these amazing pharmacies, from these amazing providers internationally. And you can find more information at plancpills.org. 
Um, they have a guide to pills, which is really awesome. But yeah, it's just making sure that folks know that the stuff is available and especially, you know, sex workers in need and, you know, unhoused folk, making sure that they know that there are still going to be options for them and we're still going to be there for them. Um, and they can still make the decision that's right for them. Uh, and we're going to support them through it every step of the way. CC, I got a question related to that. Is that going to fall under the purview of like, would it, re- would it require a federal ban on abortion to also ban uh, pills that can provide the same effect or are they are they going to be legislated the same way? So it's going to fall to the states and we've already seen some states actually start to legislate against um, abortion pills by mail. So there are some states that outright ban uh, abortion pills by mail. So it is in some states a very legally risky thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's possible we could see a nationwide abortion ban that would also apply to these abortion pills. But what makes them such an incredible technology is there are ways to discreetly access them uh, that get around some of these um, legal risks. Um, no, oh, you cut out. Yeah, your audio you're, just you're, went out. I don't know if you can hear us. I think you're muted. I think it was your headphone. Oh, yeah. I, oh yes. wait. Yeah, we can hear. You're back. Yeah. I was betrayed by these expensive ass AirPods. Y'all you know, <laughs> have good battery life. <laughs> so sorry. So um, yeah, we're just gonna keep getting information out there, regardless of a nationwide or state bans. Um, we're just gonna keep making sure people know what their options are, um, and regardless of what the state says, we're still gonna have abortions because fuck them. Um, I, so, yeah. I I just you were saying something really important before you got cut off. Uh, you were saying that this technology is incredible, uh, and that people have ways of accessing it now that they wouldn't have had before. Um, if it's like illegal, obviously don't say it out loud. But like if there, it, can you give uh, some kind of a hint as to what you're talking about? So there are vetted online pharmacies where you can purchase these pills without a prescription. So you can purchase the pills without a prescription and have them shipped to a state where abortion pills by mail are legal. And then you can use a mail forwarding service to forward those pills to your address, potentially in a hotel state. So thanks to mail forwarding we have a unique opportunity to get around um, and you also have a abortion hotline. Abortion provider actually assist questions throughout the process. Hold on, real quick. You're 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 roboting out super hard. I don't know if your internet. Yeah, right. Gosh, first it was the, it was. Yeah, like I know. First it was the headphones, headphones and now internet. like it's just completely. It's, it's completely the blurred. Supreme Court. They're cutting their. <laughs> <Yeah. internet off. laughs> yeah. They're shutting us down. <laughs> Thanks, I did hear. I think we did get to hear most of the juicy stuff, though. Um, yeah, no. she was talking about, can can, about the can you, and stuff too. Can you reiterate the the part just in case people are listening and they they want to do exactly what she was talking about? It was it was you you can mail it to a separate address, or could you clarify that? Yeah, yeah, you can use the forwarding service to mail it to a potentially hostile state. So okay. it's a little bit of a workaround, and you know, I. Believe that Cece would say something along the lines of there, there might not be any guarantees right now about like what happens after that. But at this point, it's a gray area, or as yeah, we like to call it extra legal, like extra okay. legal. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think yeah, she, they were also going to be talking about the the hotline too, but I'm not sure the number for that. Unfortunately, I don't have that on hand. Oh, now it's moving. Xander, do you? We lost them. Hold on. 
They're coming for all of us. I know. Right? They're like, shut it down. Things are sketchy in Vegas. (laughs) Us two, they're like, you could just leave the stripper and the porn guy, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, what am I going to say? Fuck it. <laughs> oh no! Uh, I think people are coming. Um, back. I can like pull up the hotline real quick, though. Yeah, yeah, please. Uh, like oh. any resources people need and can get access to, because obviously it's like it's a horrifying and frightening time out there. I know a lot of people are very worried. Yeah, I. Uh, did you want to? Did you want to keep going on that, Jess? Now you're muted, Jazz. Oh no, Jazz is muted too. Wow, they're taking us down one by no, one. No, no. I, just, I just didn't take it off mute. I, I mean, I'm not sure what else there there is to to riff on. CC is really the um, expert here. I mean, I used to do a lot more um, abortion organizing. Uh, uh, multiple in, people in are, are spamming it in chat right now, so it's mahotline.org slash resources dash blog slash plans. That already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so. mahotline. But I mean, if you have like more specific questions, I might be able to follow up and riff um well i i think uh what's his face um oh wait we got cc back Fingers oh, crossed. okay um i think you were just about to address how it is affecting um sex workers specifically uh in the industry as well uh and what overturning roe v wade could mean especially into hostile states Okay, so um, I think we might have CC back, but um, but yeah, I mean, like, it, it relates to sex workers as it relates to, it's, it's not so much of a deviation from what's already true, like, this is a class, this is class warfare, mm-hmm. like, the people who this is going to affect are the people who already have a hard, hard time accessing abortion to begin with, which is people of color, people like low-income folks, um, undocumented folks, and, and so on. And obviously, there's usually there's often a lot of overlap between sex workers and, and those groups of people, um, trans folks. Like, it's already hard enough to access an abortion, and this is just another assault on those people. So, Plan C is radical because they offer alternatives. And you're looking pretty clear now, CC. If you want to chime in, it doesn't look frozen. Let's want to give it a try. Yeah. Can you hear us? I mean, everything said absolutely. Like, you know, it's it's just another way to control the bodily autonomy of uh, of people who are otherwise you know being subjugated by the government like so sex workers undocumented people people of color queer and trans people all of these folks are again just having another assault on their bodily autonomy again trying to be controlled um, by the state, and you know, um, so, uh, oh, no. uh, but yeah, are you, are you that, there? Can you hear us? I mean, you might have to start fighting back. No matter. You're you're cutting out real bad again, CC. Um, must be the internet connection. Yeah. Well, they said that they were on network. They weren't even on the Wi-Fi that time. No wild. It's okay. I'll I'll blame the government. Yeah, that's an obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'll tell I'll tell I'll tell you what I'm doing. <laughs> okay. Is I got a buddy together with me, and we're going to document it, and we're going to get brosectomies. 
So that's a. Uh, oh my that's god! The, I heard about this. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the thing now, eh? <laughs> yeah. So me and my buddy are we're gonna go have a spa day, and we're gonna videotape the whole thing, and then we're gonna see if the doctor will let us uh, film the procedure too. But, uh, <laughs> Love that for you. Yeah, we're Black gonna do like this shit. Take it into your own hands. God yeah, damn it. I was like, you know what? If if they're gonna take if they're gonna take uh, you know uh. Ovary havers' um, ability to to have control over their bodies away. Like as a cis guy, I think the only thing, or as a as a as a sperm maker, I think one of the only real ways of solidarity I can show to like help <laughs> solve that or help with that at all is to is to take care of it myself too. Is that a is that a growing movement? The the brosectomy. I'll tell you what. There, there is there, there, there is a movement though that I just learned about the other day. I think I think Summerheart told me about it, but it's called the Voluntary Human Extinction Movement. It's basically, it's basically this thing where like an entire generation agrees not to have kids. To save the planet. It's, it's the most metal shit I've ever heard. That's the exact uh, thing that's going to get clipped and used by right wingers to be like, "We told you, the left. This is the future the left wants. They are trying to extinguish the human race." Dude, uh, but it's like it's this thing that Summer was we were talking about the other day, and I was like, "Dude, I'm going to make a suede, a suede Vegas donation shirt that is that. It's going to have. It's going to be like a metal shirt." With me on it, getting a vasectomy, and on the back, it's going to say, like, voluntary human extinction. <laughs> I want to get this made pretty soon. I'm excited. Oh, that's really <laughs> funny. Um, I've only got about uh, five minutes left before I've got to uh, wind this stuff down. So why don't you, because I think you're the last two whose internet connections haven't betrayed them. Um, why don't you hammer right. home uh, some of the, the most important things, where people can come to find you, how people can get involved, how they can help you. And uh, then behind the scenes, Ender, maybe we can talk about once you get that Tiltify uh, thing, we can organize uh, a fundraiser. Hell yeah, that'd be awesome. You want to do Suede and then I'll do New Leaf? Uh, sure. Um, so uh, you can find Suede on um, on Twitter at uh, at Suede Vegas. On Instagram, we're Suede underscore Vegas. Um, and yeah, you can go to SuedeVegas.org. That's our website. And that's where you'd be able to pull up like all the info on what we're up to, what we're doing, uh, and what, what, the, uh, what the goals of our organization are. And um, uh, you can also, like I said, Lance, I sent you that, that wish list thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I sent you that wish list thing. And uh, basically, if you wanted to go to that wish list and buy some items off of there, they'll get shipped directly to us and they will um, go on one of these big shelving units that are on there. And um, basically, the garage will be full, the storage garage will be full of, uh, uh, you know, condoms and solar chargers and all this stuff that we're going to use to. Either help the unhoused or help the sex workers or help unhoused sex workers. Sometimes it, it's the same thing. Um, also, we have on there some um, some cooking things, some food warmers and um, and like some slow cookers, some buffet slow cookers that we want to use for uh, food shares. So we can all come come to the storage garage, make all the food, and then take it directly out to share food with unhoused people who are who are out there living. So that's that's some of the stuff that we have put together on the lists. Otherwise, we do have some trailers um, for New Leaf on um, 
on wheels because that was our way of like uh i, 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 I don't remember who came up with that one of you geniuses frank. frank yeah it was frank yeah frank is such a badass uh, but so uh the um we actually have fix a flat on there because one of the um some of the trailers tires have kind of lost pressure so if we're going to move them around so that people can't uh, get arrested for trying to live um the fix the flat helps with that. So all these things have purposes. All these things are needed. We're going to give the internal condoms and regular um, external condoms to sex workers who need them. Uh, there's tents in here for you know people who might need that. A bunch of winter clothes, all that kind of stuff. So if you want to check that out, um, I give Lens the the link there. But yeah, that's and that's yeah. Cool. Yeah, and then if I can just give y'all again just a reminder of the like New Leaf info. Yeah, it's um, we're on Instagram at New Leaf Community, um, and then it's I think it's newleafcommunity.org for our website. Um, we yeah we affirm housing as a human right, and we do that with direct action and um, mutual aid. We are providing solutions in Vegas, a city that doesn't offer many <laughs> other options so uh please help us start by following us you can give a phone call if you want you can donate if you want we'll have an opportunity for you to like write out a um oh hey we've got our other co-founder here now with joey there's robert hey yeah well, so the other, other co-founder wow. of new leaf hell yeah oh, robert's Super gang. I mean, both Robert and Joey have my ultimate respect. That, that I'm just, yeah, how cool that you got to bring on the call. I mean, yeah, I don't know if there's anything else y'all think I should say. Mostly just follow us so you can keep in touch and, and follow along for the different, like, support uh, asks that we have to support. Yeah, check out our website. Um, there, there's an all links um, link in the bio on the Instagram. So, yeah, follow us on Instagram. Um, definitely the wish list would be great. There's a lot of things needed on there. Um, so the residents that were staying on the property before it was bulldozed um, went back living on the streets and they just got swept and lost um, all their possessions because they had left to go get some food and came back and everything was gone. So, yeah, they need tents. So there's tents on there. Um, yeah. You, want, you got anything to say? Uh, yeah, if... We're like for letting this idea spread as like a mutual aid effort for housing. So if anybody wants like the plans to what we do or wants to talk about like how to set it up in their own town to help as an option for people, um, it's a great option. It's been done. We we got the idea from other people and we are happy to share the idea with you. Yeah, that's always been a big piece is trying to make what we do recreatable um throughout the nation um so yeah we have designs we can share um you can message us reach out um either via email or social media and we can any questions you have we'd be more than happy happy to help you start your own new leaf type of grassroots direct action mutual aid sexy org Uh, I honestly can't thank y'all enough for coming on. Y'all are heroes, legends. Uh, you're doing an incredible uh, thing, and uh, yeah, we'll 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 pull together and try to help y'all uh, all we can over here. Thank you so much, and thanks for taking time with us and sharing your platform with us. We appreciate you. Yeah, thanks again, Lance. You you fucking rule. Bye, everybody.
So again, the uh, links are getting uh, spammed all over the chats. Please go check them out. Uh, I think the easiest one is the allmylinks.com slash newleafcommunity. Go check them out. Follow them. Get updates. They're doing incredible things. Building housing for the homeless. Uh, it could not be more necessary in a time like this. Also, hello, Lost. Very good to see you. Go check out Lost channel. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Lost. S-I-O-U-X. Also, Xander Corvus outside of doing incredible uh, you know, stuff on film. He also is a Twitch streamer and he fundraises for Suede. So go check out his Twitch stream. Twitch.tv slash Xander Corvus. And yeah. So you've just been listening to an episode of The Surf Times. And if you enjoy it and want to see The Surf Times, you can go to wearesurfs.com or watch the live shows at thesurfs.tv. And also everywhere social media is sold, basically thesurfs.tv. You'll find us there, twitter.com slash thesurfstv, for example. It would also help us out tremendously if you could leave a good review of this podcast if you enjoyed it, either on, I don't know, iTunes or wherever you're podcasting. Apparently it does help. And yeah, we hope to see you soon. To our gods, Xander Corvus and Peyton L. Just, we are prepared to conduct many a human sacrifices in your honor. To our monarch, Tom Spiker, we are but your humble yet incompetent gestures, trying in vain to bring some levity into your life. To our lord, Trevor R., we give you thanks for this meager plot of land for us to toil away our pathetic existence. To our brave knights, Carl Wauer, Tony, DM Rivera, Resident Scarecrow, Sir Nickus, Mayred, Cheryl Alvarez, Ruben Kelly, Brandon, Words Greenwood, Nate, Hegbird Celine, Matthew Scarborough, Stellar Vision, Ariane McCarthy, Daniel Sutton, Coulter Smith, Jenna Tal, Quiet185, Anna Loves Riley, Omni, Riley and Anna, Poodlehawk, The Tim Caucus, Multimondi, Trevor Janis, Lemmy101, Anthropophojack, Saren42, Catherine, Ramon Acosta, Incosin, Agent NDN, Violent Orchard, Political Puppy, Andreas Chiringuito, Zach Christensen, Todd Buckingham, and Todd Lajeunesse. We salute our mighty heroes off to conquest some bread in some far off land.